Welcome to Investor Insights, the wealth management podcast where we address investor needs, help you enhance your financial situation, and explore all parts of a person's financial life. And now, the host of Investor Insights, Mike Williams. Hey there, welcome back. It's Mike Williams, and uh, thanks for joining us today on the podcast. Today's issue is called Vacations Over, for now anyway. Spring break, kids have gotten back to school, and here we are one quarter of 2016 down and three more to go. We're also nearing the eve of the first quarterly earnings charade, uh, sorry, parade, of the new year. It's set to be a doozy. The good news, I am hoping it gives us another little pause in prices to take advantage of. Maybe even a pause as nice as the one we were so rudely introduced to during the first six weeks of this year. You remember that one, right? It was Armageddon 643, part three, paragraph seven, small i, paragraph b. Yes, all the way back to six or seven weeks ago. By the way, that's six months in dog years, 138 years in short-term trader mentality, and well into the infinite realm for the high-frequency players in the crowd. I hope you get my point. What a quarter. It housed the worst start of the year in 80 years and the best quarterly recovery in prices since 1933, all in a short 12 weeks. No wonder it feels like it should be Christmas already. Speaking of Christmas, jobs continue to improve. PMI data is steady. Oil is not going to $10 anymore. The energy bond panic crowd has a Valium drip going in their IV, and Janet has waved her magic wand, and the consumer is feeling okay. Heck, the ISM readings that were, quote, so bad a few weeks ago are already recovering. What in the world will we do if we actually make it through all this mess? Don't fret. There are many more monsters ready to be inflated at a moment's notice. Just give the media some time. I'd suggest the next puzzle piece we prepare for is the option we've covered for a few weeks now in your podcast. This earnings season and the one which often accompanies the required midsummer swoon, that being second quarter and the beginning of Q3, will be probably the last ones we see before we round trip the worst part of the oil sector correction problems. Mind you, those problems will turn out to be benefits in many areas, but heck, let's not spoil the surprise. The point is this. Too many are getting lost in the earnings recession that we're told we're having, as though it is some break from the norm. We had this same process unfold in 1994 and 1995 when the market spent Two years doing nothing, along with an earnings growth pause at the time, just like we're experiencing now. Think of this. The market is where it was 18 months ago. We've basically been running in quicksand. This current pause is the lunch stop we have referenced in many podcasts. It's a time to accumulate and be patient, a time to sit back and turn off the emotionally bent view of the world that we read in all the attention-getting headlines. 
It's a time to step back far enough to see the larger picture at work. Think demographics, not economics. I remind you again, the latter is driven by the former. Think of a baton, a long line of people standing from zero to a hundred years old. We have two giant bubbles of people on either end of our economy. We call it the barbell economy. On one end, which gets all the attention, is the baby boomers. They are set to sail into the later stages of life, sure to change everything about retirement, just as they have left footprints of changed economies along every stage of their lives. On the other end, Generation Y is the new largest generation of all time, bigger, better, nicer, <laughs> smarter, and all technology. Talk about change. <laughs> They're going to change everything we thought we understood about the world itself. DNA mapping, new drugs, medical tools, productivity processes, cloud, self-driving cars, drones, drones in the sea and drones in the air, nanotechnology, robotics, software improvements, apps. Just five or six years ago, no one knew what the hell an app was, and now there's millions and millions of them. Smart everything and much more than can even be hypothesized at the moment. Hold on, as they said in the 70s, you ain't seen nothing yet. So what do we do? We pray for corrective waves in the market and startling fears. Use those corrections for your long-term benefit and ponder this thought process while we patiently build. I recall as the baby boom was just hitting their economic drivers of turning to adulthood, that was back in the late 70s and early 80s, the world was awash in messes of all shapes and sizes, both here and abroad. Assumptions then, like now, were all bad. Terrible outcomes awaited us indeed. Economic hurdles were plentiful, and opportunity seemed lacking everywhere we looked. And then, starting in 1982, the market basically went up for two decades. Now imagine for a second, way back then, you and I grabbed a cup of coffee back in the early 80s, to ponder the future together. After we covered all the then-present, what's-now news events, further imagine how quickly you would assume I had lost my mind if I said the following. Yeah, Bob, but look, in the next 35 years, all sorts of terrible things are going to befall us, things we can't even fathom, barbaric events which will rock us to our collective core, will rain down on us. And the Dow? Well, it's going to rise from 800 now to 18,000 in the next 35 years. You'd have thought I was nuts. But before you call the guys who take people to rooms with padded walls, understand this. The next 35 years will likely look a lot like the last 35 years Things will unfold that make previous hurdles we have faced look like the proverbial walk in the park. We will visit many more periods which will elicit that most expensive phrase ever uttered by investors that we've often shared. What's that phrase? It's never been this bad. 
all the while keep this as a backdrop in your mind. If the next 35 years unfolds as badly as the last 35 years have, in pretty much the same manner, the same return, the same rate of return in the markets that we have seen since 1982, it will take the Dow to over 200,000. Now, before you feel the need to sound the alarm and turn your brain off, just realize that is the same as saying back in 1982 when the Dow was 800, that it was going to rise to 18,000 in 2015. The law of large numbers just keeps getting people confused. But think about this. Fearing the process of implementing the new advances that await us today and tomorrow and the passing of the baton to Generation Y would be like staying with a horse and buggy when cars were introduced. Listen, I hope this has been helpful to you. Thanks for joining us. Until we see you again on the next podcast, may your journey be grand and your legacy significant.